Welcome to the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine. UX introduces a simple formula for personal and business growth based around one principle. We can't solve big, valuable problems alone. Starting with this principle, UX equips and empowers us to pour ourselves into people and systems, scale authentically, and create a life of exponential freedom and impact. And now, let's get started with the latest episode of the UX Podcast. What's up, rock stars? It's Matt Johnson. We are back with an actual rock star on the podcast today. Tiamo De Vittori is here. He is a, a motivational speaker, singer, songwriter. Uh, he gives keynote concerts all over uh, the country, all over the world, really. He's spoken uh, to over 100,000 people on 250 different stages. Uh, and he is, uh, I would say, a really, really interesting uh, niche that he has carved for himself in a couple of ways. Number one, by delivering keynote concerts. In other words, blending his musician side with the business and professional side to deliver keynote concerts at what would typically be like non-music oriented events. So Tiamo, in other words, found a way to take his music and put it in front of thousands and thousands of people, uh, really shortcut the, the process of building an audience from scratch by getting uh, and leveraging other people's audiences which we talk about in other contexts, but he figured out a really unique way to do it. Uh, so Tiamo is named LA Music Awards Singer Songwriter of the Year. He's a best-selling author. He's a coach on, or a, a coach to watch. Uh, he's also appeared on Jimmy Kimmel, and he has a multi-six-figure training seminar business for aspiring speakers under the brand name of Fearless Speaker Academy. He's also the founder of uh, Musicpreneur Academy, which is his membership site. He also has events and live coaching and all kinds of stuff going on around that. So one of the things that we talked about on this episode is focus, because with all the, the different interests that he has and the fact that his keynote concerts led to other opportunities in coaching speakers, you know, how do you blend that together? How do you maintain your focus? Tiama has one of the best answers I've ever heard on that. Uh, so I, I'm excited for you to dive into that. We also talk about the progression of what he learned from starting off by building a course first, then doing some group coaching and then doing live events and why now he steers everything from when somebody gets into his world, the intention is to get them into his live events first before most other things are, are offered to them. And he goes into why that is and why he feels like that gets better results. Super, super interesting. We also talk about what he would do differently, right? So in building his course, live workshops, all the different things that he's experimented with in terms of helping people and getting the content out of his head and into somebody else's head to get them results. He's experimented with, you know, pretty much all the formats that you can imagine. And he shares exactly what he would do differently if he were building Musicpreneur Academy up from the ground starting over again. So phenomenal conversation. We covered a lot of ground in a very short period of time. He's a very sharp guy. I love his approach to things uh, and his mentality. Very, very similar, falls in line very well with kind of the world of UX and what we teach. And if you are the type of person that you have a UX factor inside of you, some unique skill and ability, but it tends to pull you in competing directions. To me, Tiamo is a perfect example of the fact that there's probably a way uh, that you can integrate both of those things into your life authentically so that you can spend your time focusing on the things that you do best, build a team around you that does the things that you shouldn't be doing, and still allow you to pursue those, you know, what would appear to be competing types of focus, but still build a life that integrates both very authentically. A passion project side, maybe a music or an artistic side, along with the business side. And so if that's you in the audience, you're going to love this episode. I'm really excited to share it with you. So let's welcome in Tiamo. All right, Tiamo, officially welcome to the UX Podcast. 
Thank you. I'm happy Super to be stoked. on. Uh, so we've got a bunch of stuff we could potentially talk about. We'll try to keep the conversation limited uh, because you've got a whole range of experiences and you train speakers and do a lot of other things and you've got that kind of side of you. I want to talk about a little bit different side, which is the the translation of kind of the, the, the from success that you found in building a music career that integrated with your professional side. And then you essentially were able to also take that and translate that into a program for other people. And, and we're talking mostly to kind of your, your peers, in other words, business coaches yeah. and consultants who have that same challenge of how do I take all this stuff that's locked in my head and put it into a program that I can teach other people, which is what you did with the Musicpreneur Academy. So let's start with uh, just looking back now, it's been an operation for how long? And let's start with kind of the things that you felt like worked really well. Yeah, so I started growing my training for independent music artists um, about eight years ago. Okay. And it was a perfect fit for me because I went through all the challenges and the struggles as an independent singer-songwriter myself. Yeah. And through those struggles, I created my own path of success outside of what I call the music industry matrix. Mm -hmm. And I found my own way and built a, a really successful career without having to depend on um, labels or a lot of other people and circumstances that unfortunately take advantage of musicians a lot of times in the industry. So having grown the success myself, then naturally I started teaching other music artists about it because they were asking for it. So it wasn't like I set out to say, Oh, I'm going to create this training program and do live seminars and all of that. But I was going to music conferences and just networking with other musicians and just having these conversations and the one side of the conversation was them and how frustrated they were and how resentful they were about the music industry. And I was saying that I was really excited by everything I was creating, the success that I had. And then they wanted to know more. And then they were asking me like, do you have any online programs for this? Or do you, do you do any workshops? Like where can I find out more about this? Mm -hmm. And it, the more and more I started hearing that, then the more I started realizing this could be something that would not only help and serve and inspire musicians, but it could be great for me too and really fulfilling. So then um, I created my online program, which was a 16 module course. And I launched that and I had a couple of, uh, couple of companies that have really big lists of musicians promote it and just take a chance on me because it was such new content. Oh, okay. And I got a really great response. And so I got the, the reinforcement that I was looking for. Okay. And then after that, in just having conversations with people and I started group coaching, um, then that evolved into doing my first live workshop, which was also very successful. Okay. And then the workshop started growing and then people were coming from around the world, really. Mm -hmm. uh, and at this point now I've done, I believe I've done eight of those seminars and it's called Music Prosperity Mastery. Okay. Um, so I usually do about one a year, sometimes two, but usually one a year. And, uh, and then from there, it's just all of that has, has grown and evolved. And it's been really inspiring to see other musicians get similar results to what I've had. And then they feel really empowered, which makes me want to keep creating and keep teaching. Yeah, love it. All right, so there's plenty of questions. We could go deep on each one of those things. And I, I love yeah. the progression there. Um, I'm curious though, is there, looking back now, is there anything that you tried that you felt like got you off course or just kind of didn't work the way that you expected it to? I would say um, I've been very fortunate in how it's gone for me. So I'm mm -hmm. very happy and very blessed. Um, and if I were to go back, there are some things I would do differently. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, number one, I wouldn't worry about how perfect everything is. Hmm. Okay. Because I could see you have where a little that, bit of a musician's perfectionistic, yeah, or maybe an artistic streak like, in there. Oh my god! Like that's every so tough. It has to be perfect. The videos I want it to be perfect. It's like the events where I want to be perfect. Uh, the programs have to be like perfect and immaculate and all of that. And so that's just taken a whole lot of time and effort that I feel like things could have been streamlined sooner. Now, hmm. because I really believe in high quality, like I'm not going to take that away. Like I always stand by that. Um, but what people really want is they want you, they want your message and whether it's on an iPhone or if it's not the most perfect quality, I mean, that's okay. Like people are totally all right with that. So that's something that I've had to learn and now I'm more flexible with that and I'm more about, look, like done is better than perfect. Let's just get this out there. And I've had to learn a lot about that. The other thing is, um, yeah, and creating my training program, that's something that um, I had calls and I was doing these live calls and then I was doing the program on my own in my office and like recording all these videos and mm -hmm. I had tech challenges all the time and, yeah. and stuff like that. And I was really happy and am very happy with the product that I created, but it took a long time and a lot of effort. If I could go back and do it again, I'd probably would just have my live workshop and then have it recorded um, because I had, I always have an AV team at my seminars anyway. Yeah. So I have the video recorded and then I would have just had the, the video from the live seminar edited down to modules. So that way it's like mm. I'm getting a two for one where I have people live at my seminar. Like it's, it's a three day seminar but then it's being videotaped and I'm creating the product at the same time and then have it edited. So I would have done that differently. So I don't have regrets though, because in creating that training program, I've had hundreds of musicians go through the training and be really happy with it and get great results. Uh, but if I could talk to my, my eight year ago self, I would have said, Tiamo, you can do this in some easier ways. Um, but overall, as far as how I've done it and the sequence of it and the combination of the live events, like the in-person stuff, um, as well as the online training, I'm really happy I've done both because I know a lot of times people do one or the other. Mm -hmm. They just really focus on the workshop model. They really focus on the online launches, not realizing that the two can be totally integrated. Yeah, well, let's talk about that a little because I, I see what you mean by doing something differently. You, you built the course first and then you ended up with the live workshops. But either way, once, once you arrive at the point where you have both, you do you know, traditionally have a decision to make in terms of what you push people to primarily, especially in terms of yes. what do I become known for? Am I the guy that does live events about this topic or am I the guy that sells courses about this topic and then they don't find yeah. out about the live events until they're in your list? So when you say they can be integrated, what do you mean? Yeah, I find that people really uh, initially find out about me online just because it's so much easier to reach a worldwide audience. So they, they hear about me, they probably um, opted in for something free that I offer, whether it's a video training or more likely like my free blueprint called Secret High Paying Gigs. Um, and so they get that blueprint just to get a taste of my training online. And is this, uh, are we talking like they find you kind of organically or through amplified word of mouth and through search, or are you also reaching out with yeah. ads and things like that? I'd say three ways. Number one would be through Facebook ads that are running okay. all the time. Yeah. And then I have my free blueprint that people just opt in to get. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other way is through JV partners. 
where I have companies with pretty big databases of musicians that are a perfect fit for me where they promote what I'm offering, which is, <clears throat> it can't be an easy yes for them because it's, uh, it's something that I'm offering their list for free that has an educational component to it. Yeah. Um, so, so that was the second way. And then the third way is me speaking at music conferences. Um, that does happen to be my favorite way just because be, I love being in front of people. Um, but speaking at music conferences, then I give people the option to get my free blueprint if they just want to get started with me. Or if they want to take the next step, then I offer a ticket to my live workshop. And, and that's part of, part of how I get people to the, to the workshop. So it's really those three ways. And, uh, and because of that, it's like once people have opted in and they're in my community online mm -hmm. and I'm sending videos and I'm sending um, a lot of just free content of ideas and helping them see this new possibility outside of the music industry that they start getting excited about. And then after getting these emails from me and some videos and stuff like that, it's kind of warming them up to eventually attend my live workshop which is ultimately where I want people to go. So it's, okay. it's great if they purchase my online trading, maybe they watched a webinar somewhere along the way, or they saw my emails and they get my training online yeah. and that's cool. But my goal is to do the deeper work with people because I know that if they get my online training um, on their own, people are not really self-motivated. And I've had people, I have some really awesome success stories of people who got my online training and did well with it. But for the most part, people get it. They never log in. <laughs> you know, they intend to, but right. they just, they don't ever. But when they come to the workshop, it's like I'm spending three days with them. And then I create an opportunity for them to be coached and mentored by me for a year. Mm -hmm. so it's like if I can work with people for a year, then the chances of me having much greater success stories goes way up. And then yes. I also build that community and I have retreats throughout the year with them and just all of that where I feel like, then I call my, my year long mastermind, I call them the wolf pack, right? So because most musicians are like lone wolves, it's like the lone wolf syndrome. Mm, yeah. Whereas in my mastermind, it's like we're the wolf pack where we're all supporting each other for, throughout the year, which for me is a much more enriching experience to be able to grow and evolve with them. Yeah. So on the back end, you're building a tribe of kind of, I guess you could say like higher level, the people that are higher up in your overall community, the people that you really want to spend like the, yeah. the most of your time helping and probably the people where you get the most fulfillment and they right. get the best results. Yeah. And they're the most motivated. So yeah. if they've, if they've come, if they've flown from somewhere and they come to workshop, spend three days with me mm -hmm. and then to, to join my mastermind community, to join the wolf pack, it's a pretty big investment in themselves too. Mm -hmm. Which then tells me like they really believe that this can work. They believe in themselves. And then I get to do really immersive work with them. Uh, and not only me, but I also have coaches that are coaching them regularly mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. And then we're getting together a few times a year. I mean, all of that. So, yeah. um, so I really love that. So that my goal is at the end of the year of working with me, they, they now for the rest of their life can, can do this as a very lucrative career. And, Mm -hmm. I want that for people who just get my online training too. That's the way I created it is that if people never meet me, they'll have lifelong success with this. Mm -hmm. But then there is just the coaching accountability mentorship aspect yeah. that you and I know is so important for people to have. Yeah. 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 Couldn't, couldn't agree more. And, and the more I talk to folks that have gone through that progression, 
Uh, and it's funny, like a, a lot of us are kind of arriving at that same conclusion that to get somebody the best results, it has to be a lot of times uh, a year long program, at least six months, if not to a full year. And then the more that you can start off with that live event to kind of build that initial connection, you build the relationship and then you follow up with phone calls as opposed to everything being virtual makes a huge difference. Um, I mean, it's a, I, I'm, I'm one of the, you know, my business coach is one of the rarities where he prefers to not necessarily get together in person. He likes being on the phone. Sure. Uh, he feels yeah. like his senses of uh, intuition are heightened, so to speak. Uh, to me, I think that's rare. Most people need that. They, they want to get around you. They want to see your body language. They want to see how you show up yeah. uh, to really get a sense of whether they want to go deeper with you. And like you said, it's in the deep work. It's in the immersive stuff where you can actually help people get better results. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. That's right. Um, so let's talk about, let's take a step back real quick. What's the best way for people to connect, not just on the music stuff, right? Because I'm sure there's some people in the audience that are interested in that for the Musicpreneur Academy, but also just for, uh, for your speaking coaching as well, the kind of the professional side of you. Yeah, so with the speaking, what happened is um, in doing what I call keynote concerts where I combine, which you've had the opportunity to see a little bit of, mm -hmm. uh, where I combine live music with speaking, um, then organically, people started asking me about, well, how do you tell your stories? You seem like you're really comfortable on stage. So there's, there's this whole like speaking side that uh, people wanted to know about. And so then I started doing uh, seminars around speaking and how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's called uh, Fearless Speaker Emergence. That's a live event that I've been doing as well. Um, and, uh, and it's been, it's been wonderful to have people come out and, and be really eager and excited to learn how to become better speakers. Um, and so that's, that's been, that's been another component outside of what we're talking about. That's been really rewarding for me too. Yeah. So, so if somebody wants to connect, what's the best way for them to get both of those the, the musicpreneur Academy, the yeah. speaker immersion, what's the best way to kind of reach out and, and get into your world? Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, so if you're a music artist, the best way to get started is to go to secrethighpayinggigs.com. And, uh, and that's where I offer my free blueprint about the seven different ways to have alternative success outside of the music industry that I've created for myself. So again, that's secrethighpayinggigs.com. Mm -hmm. um, and if they like that, which I'm optimistic that they will, then another great step is uh, is to become a monthly member so i do have a monthly membership mm. uh, and that's musicpreneuracademy.com mm. and then i would say the last step if people are extra excited especially given what we're talking about here and they want to come to my live workshop mm -hmm. then that one is musicprosperitymastery.com and on the speaking side of things um, if people are interested, then it's fearlessspeakeremergence.com, which is my live seminar if they want to uh, look into that. Excellent. Yeah. So, so let's talk about focus real quick in the last couple of minutes that we have left. Sure. Um, so you've got definitely, like a lot of us have, you've got a couple of different sides of you. You've got your creative side, which you, you did successfully integrate into business, which is interesting, but then that created this other opportunity in business. So even then you still have a couple of things that are competing for your attention and for your focus, let's say. So tell me a little bit about how, how you maintain, do you try to maintain a split focus between them? Do you alternate between deep uh, periods of focus on one or the other and just alternate between those two? How do you look at focus for those two sides? Yeah, I love that question. 
Um, so sometimes it depends on when my live seminar is happening. That tends to get you really focused. <laughs> that, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, so okay. it's like I will, well, like today, I'm going, I'm meeting with a few hotels to figure out which one I'm going to book for my next um, Music Prosperity Mastery event. And it's like once I put the deposit on the room and, you know, the room holds 200 people and now I got to get 200 people there that it, it's a lot of focus around that because then it's like, well, here are the dates I've been telling everybody, people already signing up. Okay. So I think um, actually going from a vision or an idea to making it real by like paying for it, getting the room booked and then like, wow, I got to fill this room, get you very focused. But um, I would say something that's really helped me too to be focused, particularly on these other areas. Because I know entrepreneurs tend to do that. They have lots of interests and talents and skills. Yeah. Is hiring a team. Okay. Yeah. So um, I have a team of, I would say about 10 people that are doing all the things that I shouldn't be doing. Okay. That when you are a hustling musicpreneur or an entrepreneur or a speaker or a small business owner, whatever it is, mm -hmm. um, you're doing all of those things yourselves for a number of reasons. Number one, because you just think you should be doing them all because you want everything to be perfect. Number two, because you feel like, well, you can't afford to hire people, so you're doing it all. And there's lots mm -hmm. of other reasons. Um, but when I started growing my team, I started with interns. Did you really? So, yeah. So for the first, I would say like three years, I had interns doing work for me that then freed me up a lot more to create more trainings, to go out and speak on more stages, uh, to teach people about my content and stuff, mm -hmm. to do the live, live events. And so there was a shift in, I'm spending so much time working on the tech side of things, right? And that could just swallow you up. So I was like, well, how do I free myself up on the tech side? How do I free myself up on the customer support side? How, like all of that. So then once I had people taking care of those areas, then it allowed me to do a lot more of what I love and what I believe in and also what I'm much better at. Because sometimes if we're, even if we're good at things, we feel like we need to do them. But yeah. I really believe that you should only be doing the things that you're great at and that you love doing. Now, does that mean that the only things that I ever do now are the things that I'm really great at and love doing? No. But I can say that it's so much different than it looked before. Mm -hmm. Because now it's like I have people, I mean, customer support was taking up like just huge chunks of my time. <laughs> and I have someone that just, they handle that. Yep. The tech side, like the landing pages, the videos not working, the websites, the, the shopping carts crumbling, like all of that stuff. I have people taking care of all of that so that then I can focus on creating an amazing three-day event and mm -hmm. marketing it. And now I also have people that help me with the marketing, the promotion of it, right? The Facebook ads are running on their own, like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So what I would say is <clears throat> at the time I realized I have to scale and leverage my time, but I don't feel like I can totally afford to hire people. So I started out with interns who in exchange for their work with me got group coaching. So they were getting value on that end. Gotcha. And eventually those, the interns that were performing really well, uh, that turned into paid positions. And then eventually I could hire more people because, oh my gosh, I was saving myself years yeah. by then hiring people. So 
as far as focus, if you can get people to support you, then it allows you to focus on the things that you need to be focusing on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then I also have, I mean, if we had a different camera angle on the right over here, I have this giant whiteboard and I use that whiteboard to calendar out all of my priority dates. So it's like, okay, here's when my live event's going to be. And I can visually see it of like, okay, about three or four months before that event happens, I know what my focus needs to be. Gotcha. And then if I'm doing some kind of online launch, I see it on the calendar and I'm like, okay, now I'm shifting gears from the event to now like the launch. And mm -hmm. then I meet with my team and then we talk about all the things that we need to do right now to make the highest priority possible. Cause it needs to be like right in front of you as opposed to, to yeah. being in your head. Yeah. 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 And, and from what I know, at least from look, the outside looking in on your business, it would seem to me that they're close enough, even though they're in kind of different, they have different audiences, different types of tribes. Uh, to me, it probably comes down to your same few unique skills and abilities where you, you can focus a lot of times on the same types of things that drive both businesses, which is yeah. hard to build. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's around uh, helping people with their mission and their purpose. And I do have people that cross-pollinate. So they come yep. to the Music Prosperity Mastery event, but then they also go to the speaker one because mm. they can be intertwined. And, mm. and I would say a lot of times people come to both, um, yes, for the content, yes, for the community. Um, but for anyone watching this who's uh, either an online expert or you're doing live workshops, um, really take ownership that people are coming for you like mm -hmm. your essence mm -hmm. and your vibe and your passion and how much you believe in serving them. People are so drawn to that, especially when it's really sincere and genuine. Cause I feel like my purpose is to help people with theirs. Mm -hmm. So if you come to my either event, if you come to my workshops and you spend three days and you choose not to continue working with me, that's totally okay. But my goal is that you go home feeling like, wow, I'm, I'm more inspired than I've ever been. So um, it, can, it can overlap and it can work when you realize that you're the common denominator in all those things. Yeah, love it. Yeah, it's a great approach to focus. It's, uh, it's something that I'm learning. Uh, it's, it's not easy. It's one of the biggest challenges because uh, you mentioned just having it right in front of your face. It's, it's, uh, it's a challenge to make sure that that stays there where it, where it deserves to be. So, well, let's finish up. I know that uh, we want to honor your time and appreciate it. We've, we've talked about the things that people can do to kind of get into your world and make sure all, all that stuff gets into the show notes. And yeah. Emma, just thank you once again for your time. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. I enjoyed it, Matt. Thank you for the great questions and uh, thanks for sharing this with your audience. Absolutely. All right. Talk to you soon. Now, I believe that clarity releases energy. So I hope that this episode creates clarity for you by laying out a path forward in your business. Now, if you're interested in starting a podcast like this to help you break into a new industry or to establish yourself as an authority in a niche market, let's talk. We have a complete done for you podcasting service. That is my agency that I'm building and growing. And I'd love to talk to you about what we can potentially do for you. You can learn more at pursuingresults.com to get a sense of what our service is all about. And if you're ready, if you're really seriously thinking about starting a podcast, I'm happy to brainstorm your ideas and talk about the positioning of your podcast within the market, something that you can take away whether we end up working together or not. So you can grab a time on my calendar for a podcast brainstorm call at bookjohnson.com. That is bookjohnson.com. 
I just want to thank you again for listening to the show, for leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes, and more importantly, for investing your time, your energy, your attention into the show. It really means the world to me that you would do that. So again, this is the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine, and we'll see you on the next episode.